T to classify yes, as three letters. Cause our history guys, we got Eric, Ellie, who else? We got Brian, listen every time, you know it's gonna be some drive. Everybody certified, it's pocket rock, ain't tell no lies. You really my lose your mind, can only put this in your time. What's up, the WFTD Classified guys in the house? The draft is officially started underway. First round is complaints to move back. The Saints moved up. They took Chris Olave, who a lot of people projected to us. Um, but the Saints went ahead and snatched him. And uh, we'll talk about who the commanders got at first. Let's talk about who they didn't get. Uh, at 11, a lot of the pre-draft hype was around Drake London. Now, Drake London went number eight overall to the Falcons. Um, Eric, where you at? Do you feel like we missed out on Drake London? Nope. Uh, sent a tweet today uh, and was basically said, "I'm fine, not getting, uh, not getting Drake London." Um, I, I'm not a big. I wasn't a big fan. I didn't think he was the best receiver in the draft. I thought Garrett Wilson and uh, Jameson Williams were the two best receivers in the draft. Uh, I did not think Drake London was among them. I thought he was a little overhyped. And he could be wrong. He seems like he's going to be kind of a bully. I think his best-case scenario, best, best, best-case scenario is like an Anquan Bolden. Um, he's just going to have to out-muscle guys for the ball throughout his whole career. Um, so, no, I'm, I do not feel like we missed out. Uh, I think Jahan Dotson, I, I would rather have Jahan Dotson than Drake London. Now, would I rather have him than Jameson Williams or Garrett Wilson? Well, that's another story. But, uh, you know, that's who we got. And I don't think London, you know, I'm glad if he was plan A, I'm more than happy to have missed out on plan A. Yeah. Brian, do you concur? Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, I am not necessarily a fan of the big body wide receiver whose best ability in college is the contested catch because – you know, you you, you got to think about when they're in college, they're not going against the same level athlete as them. They're, they can easily gain separation. They can easily out jump and catch the football. When they get to the NFL, everybody is as big as them or as fast as them or can jump as high as them. So that ability that they had in college now almost becomes a detriment at the next level without having that speed, that separation. So uh, I'm glad he was already gone off the board so we didn't have to uh, to worry and or possibly potentially take him. So uh, I'm, I'm good with uh, not uh, not getting him. And some of a uh, second round pick, Kyler Gordon, cornerback out of Washington. Some of his best highlights were him just clamping down yeah. on uh, uh, yeah on London. So yeah, I'm cool with it. Then again, some of Roger McCreary's best highlights were clamping down on Jahan Dotson. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I You know what? When it comes to Drake London, I wouldn't have hated the pick for us. He's a different body type receiver um, than what we ended up with. But you have Cam Sims, who is about what he is athletically, maybe a little bit slower, I guess. I don't know. We don't know because he didn't run the 40. So we don't truly know. But I think, you know, if 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 it comes down to it, I don't want to take Cam Sims 2.0 at the 11th overall pick in the NFL draft. Cam Sims went where he went for a reason. Um, now, some say Drake London, London might be better than that, but we don't use Cam Sims now. So there's no reason to think that Scott Turner is going to change his offense around to be built around a, a receiver like Drake London, you know, with that type of body type. And, um, so I'm, I'm not upset about it. I'm, I'm really not. Then what we did, though, we made a trade with the Saints. Um, the Saints trade the 16th pick, the 30 or excuse me, the 98th overall and the 120th overall pick to the commanders for number 11. With number 11, they took Chris Olave. Eric, similar question about uh, Olave as to London. Do you feel like we missed out there with Olave? Um, I don't know. I wasn't as high as I don't know why I wasn't as high on Olave as I was on Garrett Wilson, uh, because I think two out of the three seasons at Ohio State, he was better um, numbers wise, at least. Um, but yeah, Olave kind of Olave to me. I don't know. I, I, I'm a, I would have been OK with Olave if had we taken him at 11. Let's put it that way. I don't feel like we missed out because I don't think Dotson is that far off from Olave. Um, and I think that may be part of the reason they were cool with trading back because they knew they'd probably land one of those guys. Again, Jamison Williams is the guy that I really would have wanted there. Uh, 
but then that's a pick for basically like 2023 almost because he's going to miss a good chunk of next season. So I can understand not taking him, but no, Alave, you know, I would have, I would have been fine with Alave at 11. Uh, but I think, I think uh, Jahan Dotson and two mid round picks equals Alave. So I'm actually, I'm okay with, with, with missing out on him, but I also would have been cool with taking him. Yeah. I think I'm uh, yeah, uh, the same thought. Uh, Alave was further down on my wide receiver list uh, in terms of like maybe in the teens, uh, early 20s uh, for us to take him. Uh, Garrett Wilson was definitely the the number one on that list. So I'm not necessarily that upset about uh, Olave. Um, my thinking or where I kind of had an issue with it is you spent a lot of time on Olave, right? Like you spent a lot of time bringing him in for multiple visits, going to pro days, combines, all those things. Um, so, it, you know, was he, you know, your target, which it seemed to be, you spent a lot of time with him. I know in the press conference, they said, Oh, um, they, they spent time with people that they had questions about, which you know, I kind of find hilarious. So like if, uh, if you're interested in, in, in someone, you probably want to spend more time with them, even in a draft evaluation process that we're talking about here. Um, so I, I wasn't necessarily upset with it, but if that was their true um, target and they gambled and then they missed out on him, then, then it, then it, it backfired on them. Yeah. Um, I want to, you know, Alave for me, I didn't want him. I didn't want him. I didn't want a receiver at all in the first round, to be perfectly honest with you, because I just didn't think that it, it warranted it based on a needs basis because we gave, uh, you know, McLaurin's going to need a new deal, but he's he's our guy. He's going to be here for a long time. Curtis Samuel, we gave a bunch of money to last year. We need him to produce. We drafted Diami Brown in the third round. We re-signed Cam Stem. So I just didn't think that receiver was a first-round need, period. Was it a need during the draft? Absolutely, but just not in the first round. So I felt like um, I didn't love the 11th pick, especially because who was on the board at number 11? Kyle Hamilton was there. Devin Lloyd was there. There, there were potentially team-changing, defense-changing players on the board that we should have, in my opinion, took a chance on, right? The pick we went with, Jahan Dodson, which we'll dive into in a second, was a safe pick. He's a high-floor guy, so you know he's probably not going to be a bust. How high is the ceiling? We'll talk about that, but, you know, we we went safe, and I think, you know, this, this coaching staff, this organization does that way too much for me. Take some risk, right? Like Carson Wentz was a safe trade because he's a guy – that you know he's going to play to a certain level. Is he going to be a disaster? No. He's going to be pretty good. He's going to be in that Teddy Bridge, as we talked about, that Teddy Bridgewater to maybe number, I don't know, uh, Kirk Cousins territory, generally speaking, right? He's going to be in that range. So he's going to be a, a good, decent quarterback. But sometimes, if you're going to try to win it all ever, you have got to take chances on players that can be elite and we didn't do that. We passed that up on a number of occasions, including the receiver, Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams has elite traits. He has elite ability. That is a guy that can transform your offense, right? We didn't pass. We passed on that because, Eric, your point, maybe it was because of the injuries. Um, who cares? If he's going to come back at some point, who cares? Are you expecting to win the Super Bowl this year? Probably not. You're still building some pieces. Take him. Let him work his way through his injury and then continue to build for the future with elite players, blue chip talent, not, not B, B guys, B guys help. They help. I, I, nothing personal against Dotson. B guys help. But when you look at the Super Bowl, who did the Rams trade for? Odell Beckham Jr. They traded for A plus guys, right? Von Miller. They have Aaron Donald, right? It's guys like that that are going to get you where you need to go. You have to have some of that. We could have had some of that on a rookie contract for four years, but we opted not to. That's my beef with the trade. I don't have a problem with who we did pick and Jahan Dotson. So, um, fellas, uh, Eric, give me your, your thoughts on Dotson real quick. Yeah, Dotson. So, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I was a little frustrated with the pick last night as well. And the primary reason I was is that I really didn't even look at Dotson leading up to this because I really thought he was going to be 
not an option. I didn't think they were going to go for him. I thought they were going to go either one of the uh, air quote elite wide receivers, or they were going to go defense with, uh, you know, Hamilton or Devin Lloyd. And when they traded back, I don't know if you guys, I, clearly nobody did because I had like 11 views, but my final mock draft actually had the Saints trading up with Washington, uh, Washington sliding back to 16. When they did that, I was almost positive it was going to be Devin Lloyd um, or, you know, or Kyle Hamilton, who, again, I'm not super high on. Uh, you know, I think he's going to be a star in Baltimore because, of course, he is, but I don't think he would be that same player here. I just don't. Um, so I didn't really, but I didn't really look into Dotson that much. Um, and going back and actually kind of taking a dive into what he did, he's in he's in that group with the Garrett Wilson, uh, certainly Olave, um, potentially Jamison Williams. I mean, he's legit, and he's a four year he's a four year player at Penn State. He got better every single year. He was a monster last year. He was pretty much the only thing going for Penn State's offense last year. Very similar to what Terry's got going and had going in DC. Nothing at quarterback. You know, the offensive line was way worse than what, you know, obviously what we had in DC. No help at receiver. The running game wasn't really there. You know, it was it was Dotson or bust, and he produced. He put up almost 1,200 yards receiving. He put up 90 catches in college. That's ridiculous. He made some highlight plays. He was just – he was cooking, guys. I mean, he was a really solid route runner. So I'm actually cool with the pick now that I've, you know, kind of looked at him and seen what he is. Um, again, I, not the pick I would have made. I would have certainly gone Devin Lloyd at 16. Um, you know, you would have maybe given some pause had Hamilton still been there. But I, you know, I would have gone Devin Lloyd at 16 because I think he's the best inside linebacker in the draft. He'd be a, he'd be a stud here. Um, but yeah, I'm completely cool with Dotson after seeing seeing what he did. Uh, a lot of a lot of media guys, a lot of like talking head guys, love Dotson um, and are saying you know he could potentially be that dude in this draft that everybody looks back at and, and wishes they had you know wishes wishes they had taken. I certainly hope that's the case. I agree with you. I think he's a very high floor player. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's going to wash out. I think he's he's shown at Penn State that he can take on the load, the burden of being the number one guy on the offense, which he won't have to do here for the mo- for most likely. Uh, he can do that and he can dominate. Uh, he can put up huge numbers. Um, so, yeah, I think he's a good pick for us. Not necessarily the one I would have done, but I don't hate it at all. Yeah. Brian, give me your thoughts. Yeah, no, it was very similar for me when they traded back. I was I was okay with the trade back uh, uh, because they 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 wanted some extra picks uh, and it was only two sixteen. So I was like, okay. When they made the pick for Jahan Dotson, uh, I was a little upset because we had Olave on the board, and for me, I was like, well, Olave Dotson, they're probably of similar um, you know ability, talent. Maybe Olave slightly better. Uh, you know, why didn't you stay put and or um, just like Eric said, Devin Lloyd was on the board at 16. I'm not um, necessarily a Kyle Hamilton fan. So that part didn't um, didn't upset me too much because here, w- what's he going to do? He's not taking Bobby McCain's spot because we all know how much they love Bobby McCain here. Um, and what are we going to do? We're not going to bench Camp Curl either. So he's going to play Buffalo nickel. And I just could not see. Rivera taking a first round draft pick on a player just to play Buffalo nickel. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I wasn't too upset with that. He probably will be a star on another team. The Ravens will make him a star. Um, with Dotson, I didn't like it at first. After doing some more reading, uh, some more of the scouting reports on him, uh, he's an excellent player. Uh, I mean, uh, when you have Daniel Jeremiah, who is a legitimate NFL scout and had been for many, many years, who says um, in an interview, you know, on TV, he has the best hands of the draft. And we have all the receivers that we've just been talking about. Um, you know, that's pretty high praise. Uh, he, he's not somebody who doesn't know what he's looking at. And the commanders just made their pick. Um, right. We officially don't know what they're doing at this point based on who they just <laughs> I don't save it. Don't even tell me. Just save it. Keep going. Brian. I don't even know what we're doing now. I'm completely. My mind is just blown right now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I lost all train of thought. But no, it. it yeah. I, I. I am much more. Uh. You know, happy with the pick. But I think both of you guys nailed it. He is uh, more of that safe pick. And if we've seen anything with Ron Rivera, Marty Mayhew, uh, Marty Herney, um, they are safe dudes. They're not progressive thinking. They're not forward thinking. They're not risk takers. They are risk adverse. And yeah. so you, you're going to get picks like this and expect more of these type picks where they're safe, 
They're not bad. They're not great. Um, they're just middle of the road. I think the, the thought process behind this pick moving back to, to still take the wide receiver is I think if you've got, and looking at, looking at what I've seen you know, over the past couple of days, if you're looking at, if you've got a very similar grade on Chris Olave and uh, Jahan Dotson, why not grab a couple extra picks when you know you're going to get one of them? If the grade is right there, you might as well have one of them and two extra picks. That's kind of what I'm thinking on that. The second round pick, I have no idea what I'm thinking. Uh, but, you know, again, Devin Lloyd um, would have been my pick there. I don't think that's a well, safe pick. I, I agree 100% with Brian there. We're, we're a safe you – know, our front office is very safe, very risk-averse, not forward-thinking. Uh, so, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. But I really think this draft, that pick specifically – you know, this is they're 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 going they're giving Carson Wentz everything he needs, so he has no excuses. If Carson Wentz fails this year, they can move on with no questions asked because he's got a loaded offense. He's got a ton of weapons. Um, that's good. You know, that's my thought process on that. I just think that Wentz this draft that first pick was about Carson Wentz and putting him in a, in the best position he can to be the best quarterback he can. If he falls on his face, it's on him. We can move on. <laughs> I, I so first of all, when it comes to college stats, I throw them out the window because sixty percent of college games are against like terrible schools, right? That your team is just better than. So you should run up the stats on that. Um, I think that Dotson is going to be a good receiver for us. I really, really, really do. I want to separate my frustration with the organization and how they went about this from what I think I'm going to expect from the player Dotson himself. Dotson would have been there, in my opinion, if we would have traded back. And if we had just taken Dotson at 16 and that was just our pick, I think I'd be all right with it. I wouldn't, you know, I'm not, I didn't think we needed a receiver, but I would be okay with it. So it's, it's just the fact that I think there are so many other receivers that were out there. Um, and, and Mayhew comes out and says, we got three calls for more trade uh, trades at 16 to get more picks. But we said, we're going to take Dotson. That that to me is is incompetence at that point because there are other receivers rated higher or at least as equal to what Dotson was that would have been available at whatever pick you had to move back at. Um, I didn't love that comment from our front office. Now, Dotson, the player, he is not a superb athlete. He is a good athlete. Four four three speed was like tenth best at the combine for receivers. His thirty six or thirty eight inch vertical. That's okay um, for a receiver. He, but he's a good technician at the position. He has relatively good hands. Uh, I'm not going to argue about that on this podcast, but maybe when we do a Jahan Dotson declassify, we'll get into that a little bit more. He does have some body catching um, tendencies, but we'll talk about that later. The pick itself, I think he will help. Is he going to help as much as somebody on defense? A, a high caliber pick on defense is going to help us? Absolutely not, but he will help. The question I have for you guys is, and I'll start with you, Eric, what role is he going to play with, with McLaurin, with um, uh, Diami Brown, and with Curtis Samuel? Is he, you know, and, and we have our tight ends. Is he, is he going to be the third or fourth option in this offense? Because if no. he is, I don't want to hear anything about a 16th overall pick for a fourth option in this offense. No, he's a Z receiver. He's the he's whatever they thought Diami Brown was going to be last year. That's what Jahan Dotson is. He's going to be pretty much starting opposite Terry McLaurin. You're going to be, you know, he can play in and out of the slot, but he's going to be that dude that's on the line of scrimmage on the opposite side or, you know, uh, starting opposite of Terry McLaurin. Curtis Samuel is going to be that slot gadget guy. He's going to have the same role that he was going to have last year. Hopefully he'll be healthy enough to do it. Diami Brown probably suffers the most from this. He's probably going to be that fourth option. He's going to be the deep guy. He'll see the field quite a bit. Hopefully he has a little more success next year. But I know I think Dotson is uh, he's better than he's better than Diami Brown at this point already. And oh. uh, I believe he's going to be. Yeah, he's going to be a starting receiver at that Z position. I think McLaurin's your X. Um and I could be reversing those two, but um, he's going to be a starting receiver opposite Terry McLaurin. Everybody local has said he's going to be a slot receiver for us. That's I what don't I've care what they say. I don't I've care what they say. Repeatedly I mean, today, he's going to be inside outside. He, you know, if you put him in the slot, that's fine. I mean, you can line him up off the ball as a Z receiver. I, I think he's. I think he's going to yeah. be a starting opposite a starting player. Yeah. So 
looking at, at Tony Pauline from Pro Football Network, um, Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, Lance Zerline, NFL.com, uh, the Draft Network, Damian Parson, um, all of the kind of national guys, they're all like he's outside. He's a boundary receiver who has the ability to go into the slot, you know, um, on occasion, but he's an outside uh, receiver. So this isn't, um, you know, I, I, I would be careful of the people saying he's just a slot. I'd have to go back and say, what were they looking at? What were they watching? Cause if you look at, um, some of the, 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 the highlights and some of the film that I tried to look through today, um, while sick in bed, um, he's lining up everywhere and most of his snaps came from the outside. So uh, uh, he has the ability to get off of uh, press coverage. So that's not something that, uh, you know, is a concern. Um, and he plays, you know, one of the consistent things reading through these scouting reports, uh, or a couple, but plays bigger than his size. Uh, and I think that's part of the reason why he is able to flourish on the outside uh, and line up on the outside. So I definitely think he is now the number two Terry on one side, Jahan Dotson on the other, Curtis Samuel slot, and then Daomi Brown, if he can figure it out, will kind of rotate in with those guys, um, uh, you know, if he gains some trust from Scott Turner uh, and rotate back in there because he uh, he got a whole lot of no playing time towards the end of last season, so he'll have to kind of gain some of that trust back. Um, but I, I think he is very safe. He is ready to compete now in the NFL with his game and with his ability to catch the football, uh, make off platform catches, uh, catching it away from his body. So you don't even necessarily need to be that accurate with him. Um, so I think he's, uh, I think he's good to go. Uh, will he be more than that? Is he going to be a 1700 yard guy, 12, 15 touchdowns? Uh, probably not. Uh, is he going to be close to without? I think, I think so. If we can give him consistent quarterback play, if Carson Wentz doesn't, uh, we still don't know if he's going to last all 17 games. We, we assume so because he did it in uh, Indianapolis, but uh, he hasn't done it that many times in his career. So um, uh, I'm excited now about uh, Jahan Dotson. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to lean towards what the local people are saying, given that they've talked to the team a little bit about it. I think he is going to be in the slot. And then, um, you know, what, what is Curtis Samuel's role? I don't know. I actually think Diami benefits from this because if they went out and got a pure deep threat, I'd have been like, okay, Diami's days are numbered. Um, I think Curtis is the one that's going to suffer from this, to be quite frank with you. Um, and, and we'll see because we don't know yet. I mean, we'll see what happens in minicamp and rookie camp and all that stuff. But um, real quick, because I want to move on to the second round pick as soon as I Google who the heck he is. Um, give me your four... <laughs> your ceiling and your reality for Jahan Dotson in terms of comparisons, Eric. Okay. So my floor, you're going to hate this. I'm going to hate this absolute worst case scenario. I'll give us, I'll go, I'll go sub floor and then floor sub floor. Steven Sims, Jr. <laughs> this is like, his, his, <laughs> if he completely flops, he's Steven oh, Sims. No. He's that, but I mean, he's that type of athlete. I he's thought, you know what's funny? I thought yeah. that too for a second. Yeah, that was on my list. Absolute yeah. floor. So my floor for him is what some people were comparing him to. I think it's Deontay Johnson. Um, who is pretty good, actually. Mm. He doesn't have the best hands. That's why I think Dotson's going to be better. I think Deontay Johnson has had some big-time drops in big situations. Not Steven Sims level, but he has. So I think that's his floor. My ceiling for him, and let the haters come on, Deshaun Jackson. I'm watching him carve dudes up. I'm watching him weave through the secondary. You watch him run. Go watch some Deshaun Jackson highlights. He's got the same fluid running style. He's just a smooth runner, just like Jackson was. I don't see it with Santana Moss, which with a lot of guys. Santana Moss had a lot more suddenness to him, a lot more like shiftiness. I don't see yeah. that with Dotson. I see smooth. I just see him. He's a fluid, slippery runner, and that's Deshaun Jackson. That's absolute ceiling. If he's that, through the moon. Now, a lot of people – I like the Tyler Lockett comparison, but everybody's doing that, so I'm going to be a little bit different. My realistic comparison for him is going to be Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, that's who. Fantastic, productive receiver, very good career, very solid player, uh, and kind of flew flew under the radar uh, a little bit as like a as like a really good receiver, much like Tyler Lockett does. Um, so I'm going to go Emmanuel Sanders as my most realistic projection for him. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, real quick, the the Deshaun Jackson thing I think is is not a good comparison because Deshaun Jackson was elite fast. That is a so big part of here's what made the thing. I think that four four three isn't. I think he's faster than four four three. He did not get his forty. His four. I don't know why he didn't run at his pro day. Maybe he is a four four three. 
Yeah. Watch him play and watch him run that 40. He didn't have a good get off on the 40s that I run. His starts on the 40s, like it was almost like he didn't drain for him because he did not start well in those 40s. I think he's faster than 4-4-3. I think he's sub 4-4, definitely. And again, Deshaun's the absolute ceiling. That's the through the roof. So if that's great, I mean, if that's him, if he turns out to be that, that's great. I don't think he's going to be that good, but that's like his, that would be my, my ceiling for him. Um, let me, let me talk about this, which is a pretty high. Let me talk about Deontay Johnson real quick too. So the reason, and people mistake this as he's being compared to Deontay Johnson because of Deontay Johnson's statistics. Deontay Johnson's statistics are a product of the, the offense that he's in with no other contributors in that offense. Deontay Johnson is a very inefficient wide receiver. If you look at his numbers statistically, um, you know, they throw the ball to him a bunch and that's why he gets his stats. Terry McLaurin had near similar stats in terms of yardage um, while being the 21st most targeted receiver, somewhere between 21st and 26th. Deontay Johnson was third. I think it was. Um, and he had, so, McLaurin had a very low catchable ball rate too. Yes. So there, there's a little bit of a misnomer. There is some of that to Jahan Dotson's game where like you talk, you play in a bad offense. It's a very similar situation to what Deontay Johnson dealt with in Pittsburgh, where the efficiency might not necessarily be there. Um, I think people are giving a little bit too much credit on the deep routes. I think he's, he's going to be big underneath intermediate in that type of range. Um, but so the, the Deontay Johnson comparison, I can, I can dig it, but I want people to understand it's not because it's, he's going to have 1200 yards and eight touchdowns. It's because, it's because his, he's five ten, one seventy five. Basically, right, that's and, right. And yeah. and his, he's a product of a lot of opportunities to catch the football. Now that's not going to be the case in Washington next year, at least not nearly as much. So adjust your expectations accordingly. Um, but go ahead, yeah, Brian. I mean, I'm comping traits, not production. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm not a production sure. guy at this point. Yeah. Um, the first thing is, I think on the deep speed portion of it, yeah, of course, Deshaun Jackson is. Uh, a faster uh, player. The difference with Dotson and why you you see evaluators talk about his ability down the field and why it is as good as it is, he has the ability um, to almost kind of change gears when he's down there. So his overall speed may not be, uh, uh, you know, 4.3 or 4.2, but he's able to kind of slow down and ramp back up almost instantly. He's one of those players. We were talking about it on uh, our mock pod draft about guys who uh, can get to full speed quickly. He can take two, three, four steps and he's at full speed. Uh, And conversely, he can also slow down and then ramp back up to full speed. So on those vertical routes, he's able to kind of lull that defensive back into, Hey, you're running right with me. And then ramp back up and pull away from him to uh, to separate and catch the football down the field. So he does have that uh, uh, ability. My uh, worst case scenario and what I think he is are the same player because I think he is a very safe pick. I don't think there is a lot of uh, uh, bust factor with him. I don't think there, uh, I think he has the high floor that we're all talking about. And that is Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders has been a productive receiver uh, since he entered the NFL, he had, uh, I, I think I looked at it today, like three seasons over a thousand yards, but the rest were all six, seven, 800 uh, yards uh, plus handful of touchdowns uh, each year. But again, productive um, years every year. And I think that's exactly what we're looking at with Jahan Dotson. Will he go over a thousand yards? Yeah, probably a couple of times for his career. Is he going to be that every year? No, I think he is absolutely going to be a six, seven, 800 uh, yard, you know, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, touchdown uh, a year type of player who, who has the ability to produce big plays and big touchdowns um, within this offense. So the worst case scenario and the floor or the realistic expectation is Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, I do think I am one of those people who, uh, uh, who does think, Hey, he does have some Santana Moss uh, to him. Is he as good as him? We'll find out. Um he does have returnability like Santana Moss did. Um, they both have uh, – it was almost uh, – Santana, like his upper body would kind of remain straight, and it always was like his legs were like moving somewhere else, and he was making guys miss. Uh, both of those guys, um, they, they don't have a lot of play strength. They're not going to run people over. Uh, they're not going to have a bunch of broken tackles. They'll make some guys miss. But, uh, you know, like a bigger receiver, they're not going to run people over or anything like that. So on the high end, I think uh, I think Santana is a reasonable comp. Santana had like four years over a thousand yards, 
two Pro Bowls uh, throughout, but he was a highly productive receiver from day one till day 34 when he uh, finished up or 35, whatever it was. He had many seasons of six, seven, 800 yards uh, plus. And I think that's uh, that's what we're looking at with John Dotson, provided we get a uh, we get we get and keep a quarterback who can throw him the football. All right. Um, it's all, I mean, I can respect it. I don't, I don't agree, but I can expect, I can respect that. Um, so my floor is Freddie Mitchell from the Eagles a while back. Um, Freddie Mitchell had some decent seasons. Let's not, let's not, uh, let's not act like he didn't. Uh, Freddie Mitchell was a good player. What was his nickname? His, uh, he nicknamed himself Fred X. He called himself Fred X. <laughs> yes. Um, his alligator arm. I mean, Sean Taylor was around. Yeah. Yes, it was. Um, so, you know, Freddie Mitchell, actually, I'm looking at this. Uh, I take that back. He was terrible. I'm sorry. He only had about hundred catches in his career. I was going to okay. say, I don't think Freddie Mitchell was very good. I was New like, floor. that's all, that's all I remember him was, was the, uh, Fred X thing. He came up with himself. <laughs> Freddie I'm, Mitchell. I'm yeah. I'm joking with Freddie Mitchell. I honestly though, um, I went Dante Hall for his floor, um, uh, from the chiefs. Um, you know, Straight he's a good return guy. Yeah. Um, you know, he made some plays as receiver for them. They schemed it up. They made it happen. They made it work. Um, my expectations are Jamison Crowder that stays healthy. Hopefully. I mean, he's a small guy. Hopefully he can stay healthy. But I'm going to say Jamison Crowder. Um, Jamison Crowder was really good for a long time. He was a number two. I mean, he was a slot guy, but he was our second receiver in this offense during that time frame. Um, very productive. Had some productive uh, games with the Jets. Just could never stay healthy. My ceiling is a combination of T.Y. Hilton. I think T.Y. Hilton is almost an exact match for him. I thought about T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, I did. I thought about him. Yeah, I think that's his ceiling. I think that's a great comp for him. But I would also mix in a little bit of Antonio Brown, too, potentially. Um, Just because not the elite athleticism, but he he finds a way to make plays. That's a ceiling. Those are all – if he gets there, those are two very, very good players. In the NFL, Antonio Brown would have been a Hall of Famer. I don't know if he still is with his antics. Um, and T.Y. Hilton had a very solid career, and he was a really small receiver. So I think I think ultimately, if we get T.Y. Hilton out of him, I think we're all happy with what we did at the 16th pick. Um, shoot, if we get Jamison Crowder that can stay healthy out of that pick, I think we're, we're happy. Um, so we'll do a, a uh, Jahan Dotson um, – declassified episode soon y'all for everybody listening um hang in there because that's coming we're gonna uh, put a little more research behind that and maybe some of our opinions will change now the the commanders uh in the second round who was their pick guys because I'm, I'm trying to figure out who this buddy is right here fedarian mathis defensive tackle alabama i don't know what you're even doing he's a two two down defensive tackle that should not have been taken in the second round and he's a at best is going to be rotational because <laughs> you have Ionitis, you have pain still you you have um Ionitis, no Ionitis. this dude was gonna he was probably gonna be there in the fourth round honestly yeah uh just yeah i don't like this pick at all i think there 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 are more disruptive defensive tackles that are available that they could have gotten as opposed to unless what yeah they, i mean yeah you're you're right then you know uh, a two down guy, like Ellie said, like uh, there are more guys out there. One of the guys I had tweeted about uh, Matt Hensing, uh, Hensing in um, from Wisconsin, uh, very similar kind of build six, three, two ninety to Jonathan Allen, but super athletic, uh, very disruptive, able to, uh, to penetrate, get into the backfield, stop the run um, who would have been there. But uh, uh, yeah, we, we get another Alabama defensive alignment um, who isn't going to offer much in the way of pass rush. And our pass rush has been very, very bad um, last year. Uh, the only guy who brought it was Jonathan Allen. So, yeah. I mean, unless Deron Payne is getting traded. But even then, there's, like you said, there's there's other guys you could have taken besides him. I I, I don't get it. Um, I, uh, let, me, let me correct myself real quick. Ionitis is in Carolina now. He is yeah. not with the Panthers anymore. I mean, the, the commanders anymore, but still, what are you doing <laughs> with this pick? Go ahead, Eric. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I don't know what you're, I don't know what you're doing with, I don't know what you're doing here. Cause it, 
I mean, Nicobe Dean is falling quite a bit. Obviously, there's something going on there, medical or whatever. I know he had a, he had an injury. Um, Especially with Nicobe Dean, he's undersized for normal linebacker traditional roles. But what what do we do here? We play this Buffalo nickel, which uh, uh, a linebacker and or safety. Well, okay, uh, I, I got to address the Buffalo nickel thing. We played Buffalo nickel last year because we didn't have any linebackers. <laughs> like that's what that's why Landon Collins was that role. Like we wouldn't have done that if we'd had like somebody to play linebacker. We didn't. We had one linebacker who was good and one who was learning how to play football. But man, there were so many other players you could have taken than this dude at defensive tackle. Oh, I can't even get my head around. Yeah, Trey McBride's out there still. Um, yeah, was, you could have got another get... weapon for your quarterback. I mean, I don't get it. I don't, yeah, it's that's a this is a head scratcher. The linebacker um, Anderson still Christian out there. Harris is still out there. I mean, I had Christian Harris in one of my mocks early in the season. It's a little bit of a reach in the second round, but not nearly as big a reach as as what they took. So I don't know. I'm 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 gonna have to let this one marinate. Maybe it'll come around like I did with. Uh, so okay, they're not taking best player available. We know that because this guy was in the 60s in terms of draft rankings. Um, and, and I look, don't tell me about their board and they had this guy at number 47. There's no way. There's no way. I, so they sat down after the season and identified defensive tackle as their second biggest need that they needed to address in the draft. I, I'm not buying that. No, they're we, very, we there was somebody. I mean, there's a lot of the quarterbacks. I mean, somebody could have you could have traded. I don't know. I guess the quarterbacks are still sitting there, so nobody wanted to trade up for him. But I mean, I'm just looking at the guys that are still available even now. We a couple of picks don't later, have a middle linebacker on mm-hmm. the roster. Yeah, I mean, you've got middle linebackers there. Uh, this seems yeah. very reactionary to the story that came out last week, or maybe it was earlier this week that um, the commanders weren't going to extend Duran Payne. Well. As soon as you know that you're not going to extend Deron Payne, trade him. You have to trade him because he literally has no value and he will walk. And you could potentially, um, the 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 cop pick that you can get, you can actually lose it. That's not even guaranteed to you based on who you may sign or may trade for the following uh, offseason. So uh, this seems so reactionary, um, so kind of bad planning that now you use the second round pick that you have on a two down third round defensive tackle. Like, yeah. Yeah. A two down defensive tackle. Like it just it's, doesn't. Yeah. Make- you didn't even, yeah. He probably would be there when you come around the third round. Like, I don't know right. who was going to pick, Fidaria. who was going to pick him. And, and, and Brisker, the safety went to pick afterwards. Yeah. Brisker was there, but you know, and he would have fit perfect with the Brian's uh, baby. Brian's uh, baby can't, you know, right, can't so look, usurped. Look, listen, fellas, this is why the trade last night makes me so mad it's because yes more assets more draft capital is great if you know what to do with it we reached at 16 for Dotson I can live with that then we turn around and take the second round pick that we had and we reached way down in the third round and pulled a third round defensive tackle you can get D tackles in the third and fourth round I'm not even confident he's a third round defensive tackle like he you can you can get those guys anywhere, yeah. Especially a two down run stuffer. Are you kidding me? Those guys are walking the street in the NFL, and we went out and used our second round pick. That's still starter territory, and 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 this is why when whenever the commanders trade for more picks, I'm like, I hate it, I hate it because we do stuff like this. What what is? Phoenix and Ferb or whatever his name going to turn into in the NFL at at a defensive tackle. And you know what's going to happen? He's going to play okay. Would he have played above Tim Settle? Would he have played above Ioannidis? Would he have played above Payne? So we let better players walk out the door to spend a second-round pick on a defensive tackle when there is a tight end that could help us today out there. We didn't get – there's a safety – we skipped on Kyle Hamilton. Next best dude is hanging out there. It goes to pick after us. But we got a defensive tackle in the second round that was somewhere projected between the third and the fifth round. And we got three GMs to come Chad up with. Chad Muma's still out there. Leah Chanel's still out there. Not a big Leo Chanel guy, but Chad Muma's out there. 
He was the trendy pick. It's 19. Christian Harris. I mean, if you're going to take somebody from Alabama, take Christian Harris. He's an inside linebacker. He can help you. He's going to be good. I think he's going to be good in the NFL. We're building this roster like it's 1999, man. That's it? Uh, yeah, the I don't know what we're doing. I mean, unless there's like a deal in place to send Deron Payne somewhere. But even then, I mean, it's this guy's a depth player. He's not a Deron Payne replacement because Payne can take over a game when he wants to, or sometimes he can. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. That's a that's a that's a tough one to swallow. I'm a, I'm trying to be a homer as much as I can. I, I that's a hard one for me. Fedarian Mathis. I would have been okay if he if he would have said, "Hey, you know what? We'll, we'll, let's draft an edge rusher here." If he would have said, "You know what? We needed a legitimate third pass rusher behind Montez and Chase Young because those two didn't work." Um, you know, I had mentioned this during the season. You guys didn't like it. If we would have had Ryan Kerrigan, uh, and not so much for the sentimental reason, Ryan Kerrigan is a professional pass rusher. He can get a sack. We had dudes on the team last year, Bunmy, Routimi, James Smith-Williams, um, whoever these other guys' names are, I don't remember at the time right now. They could not get a sack to save their lives. If he would have went edge rusher, I could have understood that because, hey, you, you need to be able to throw the football and you need to be able to rush the passer uh, in the NFL. So I could have understood that. But a, um, a D-tackle, uh, that's that one's tough to swallow. A two-down defensive tackle. That's the hard part, a run stuffer. Yeah. It's like we don't play 3-4 anymore. We don't need a big Terrence Knighton in the middle. Hey, it's 1992. I mean, maybe, you know, Sam Mills can coke something out of it. (laughs) I couldn't coke something out of the first-round picks that we (laughs) had. I don't know, man. I'm trying to to, to think of something. Do you know how many teams run zone run schemes to where he is not going to be a factor at all? I'm going to tell you 33% of the people on NFL.com think it was a good draft pick. He's, he's a, he gets a solid B. Those 33% went to Alabama. I, yeah. I wrote uh, – I put D. I think it's a D pick. And I was being nice. I don't – yeah. Bro. You know, maybe they're playing Maybe they're playing chess. I don't know, but I don't see it. Did Hassan Haskins yeah. get picked already? I mean, Hassan Haskins now. They're going to take him in the third round because he's a projected six-round running back. So they're going to take him next. Ojabo got picked. I don't. I forget. Yeah, Ojabo. They did pick. Yeah, Ojabo went early in the second round. Good teams do great things with the situation and the cards they're dealt. They got Hamilton in the first. They came by. They came back and got the most freakish defensive end edge rusher in the draft. He's hurt, but guess what? They don't care. They're going to wait for him, and he's going to be phenomenal. But we took. A defensive tackle in the second round when RB line has like four first round picks on it. When you got four first round picks, you don't need this guy next to Chase Young. Well, he's a second round pick, though. It's different. I don't care. (laughs) But my point is, you don't need a second round pick next to Chase Young. Put a warm body there, somebody who can occupy blocks. I don't like, I don't. I mean, like I said, I can't imagine Payne still here because you take a second round pick to be a backup defensive tackle. Like, I, yeah, I don't see it. I mean, like I said, they got to have something in the works for for Payne. I can't think of another reason. Like, they have to. They're going to get a 2023 first round pick for him or something. Doubtful. Ain't nobody giving a first round pick for a D tackle. You know why? Because D tackles shouldn't be picked that high anyway. And then a D tackle and his and who needs a new contract in the fourth year of yeah, his, it's not going to be. Career? We're not. I don't know what. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm trying to think of a way to defend it. I can't. Like I, I don't see what they're doing here. This this is about winning, guys. There's this so many about- more players on this. I don't think it's about winning. No, it should be about winning. The NFL is about winning. Brian, what did the Eagles do yesterday? Who did they get? They got Jordan Davis. the uh, Albert Hainsworth. Yeah. No, no, no. But they traded for what? Oh, A.J. Brown. uh, A.J. Brown from uh, the Titans. How does Mathis help in the A.J. Brown situation? Defending that. He He doesn't. doesn't. What do the Cowboys do best? They throw the football all over the field. How does this guy help us with that? 
I guess their only their only thing that they have it says he had nine sacks last year, and uh, uh, so maybe maybe they're going to try to justify it as uh, as he can rush the passer too. But uh, I think that's a that's a big stretch um, because Payne was a very similar. We were like, oh, he's got pass rush ability, and then he gets to the NFL and it's three sacks, four sacks a year. So we're we're, we're looking at a very big run stuffer. I, I just I don't know. Our 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 division is changing to be a passing division. Oh yeah. We we need people that impact the pass game. And we're doing this. But you know what? When 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 they zig, we zag. <laughs> Never let them know your next move, I guess. Yes. But. One of his traits is Alabama body type. What is that? <laughs> He's the Alabama body. It's the Jonathan Allen body yeah. type. Six three. He hangs out at what do they have down there? Sheets. Oh, he eats at sheets a lot. He has the elephant. Hey guys, who who are the defensive tackles for Tampa Bay? Vita Vea. Uh, and Dominic Gilms Sue and Vita Vea. Yeah. yeah. Not a good example. They're they're both enormous men. Yeah. But Vita Vea has he has some pass rush ability. He's not like great. He's a run stuffer. Yeah. He's a run stuffer. Yeah. But but who's their edge rushers? Oh, they got multiple guys. They send they they blitz just about every play, though. Right, 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 no, no, no. But my Devin point White is coming off the yeah, right. Yeah, their their Devin defensive Lloyd line is inside out, and then their edge rushers are their linebackers, right? Because that's how they're built. We are built around the edge. Why are we investing a second round pick? I, I just, I can't. <laughs> I can't. We, you, you had a chance to win me back after the Dotson pick with a strong second and third round, and then we do this. So in the third round, we're going no name. You know we are. And then we'll wait till Saturday to find okay, out in the fourth do, round. We can pick the kid out of middle school. Since it's still going on, uh, everybody can we'll, – we'll know tomorrow. Let's guess the third round pick. All right, Tonight's I got third, you. Let's, let's guess – let's predict the third round pick. Oh, I'm going running back. Uh, I already got see. my guy. I need to think of what the best GM in the NFL will do, and then I'll do the exact opposite. <laughs> I gotta see. I gotta see who's out there. Let me see who's out there. I'm going running back. Let's go best available, and let's go to page 13, and then we'll start from there. Okay. Uh, where do we pick in the third round? 98. We pick 90. We pick 98. Yeah. All right. I so, got my guy. Yeah. Who you, you got, got? Your guy. Who's your guy? I'm still looking, but who's your guy? I'm going Zach Tom, interior offensive line from Wake Forest. Okay. The 128th ranked best player in the draft. That's who we're going to take at 98. Zach Tom. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to go. Let me think here. I'm going to go Dominique Robinson, outside linebacker, Miami, Ohio, ranked 125. Because we Because we have two outside linebackers already. So Dominique Robinson, Miami, Ohio. That's my third round pick. What you got, Brian? <laughs> uh, I am going running back. Rashad White, Arizona State. Scott Turner wants uh, more of these interchangeable guys who are you can get later on in the draft, and uh, he's going to go get this running back, Rashad White, and he's going to yeah. run up the middle. I can't even. I can't even with this draft. Eric, all right, it's time to shut this down. Eric, give me your final thoughts so far about the draft. My hope for all of our listeners is that one day you all find someone who loves you the way that our front office loves bad draft picks. <laughs> I they 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 love reaches. I'm sure this Fidarius Fandango, whatever his name is, Fandango, is a great character guy. I, I can almost see it without Googling it. He's a great character guy. Parents were in the military. Parents were probably in the military. <laughs> Salute to all the military people out there. That was the connection. That, that He's that. I, I don't even have to look it up. I'm sure I'll find it. Brian, what are your final Fireboy. thoughts? Yes. Final thoughts is this. Um, yeah, we, we very much have a 1992 um, view of NFL football in our front office and our coaching staff, and they are playing it out to a T with how they coach, 
with how they draft, with how they make trades, with how they uh, go about extending players. Everything is slow. Everything is methodical. It is, um, you know, backwards. I mean, nothing is new. Nothing is different. There are no risks. Ellie, you said it yourself. There are no risks here with this group. What's what's safer than an Alabama defensive tackle? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, a, a receiver, Jahan Dotson, in the first round. But uh, this this group, they, they really need to kind of change their approach because uh, the way that they're going about it isn't winning football games, and it's not really kind of improving the roster. Um, so uh, I, I really hope they kind of take a better approach to the rest of these draft picks. And Trey McBride is gone. This went to the Cardinals. And I don't want to sound that, uh, say that to be negative because I do like Jahan Dawson. I actually really like him now. But I, the second-round pick for a defensive tackle, um, I don't know. J.P. Finley just tweeted, Washington's run defense last year was ranked eighth in yards allowed. Our run defense was eighth in yards allowed. That's because teams pass all over us. And yeah, we're like been too. How have yeah. we changed that? No, we haven't. Yeah. Again, if they if they would have taken an edge rusher, I could have justified it in my head and said, okay, we, we've got to get better at uh, the pass. Okay, defending the pass, well, that's a way to do it. But uh, they, they, they went defensive tackle. It just seems so reactionary. Guys, we rolled out a new team name, logos, uniforms. We had a chance to come away this offseason making a big splash, maybe get a young quarterback to start this franchise off right. We got Carson Wentz. Cool. I can, I can, I can deal with that. I can deal with that. We got a, a good draft pick to get elite players. We trade out of that. We go get Jahan Dodson. All right. I don't love it, but you know, we got more picks. Second round, let's get another impact player. We win a backup defensive tackle. All right, I'm done, Ron. I can't. This. <laughs> All right. Why do we love this team? Why do we love them? Oh, my God. I tell you what, if you're listening, subscribe, hit the comment section, tell me why I'm wrong, why I'm crazy, and tell me why uh, Phoenix and Ferb, Penarius, Morgan, Watson, uh, Jack, what's his name? Uh, Fidari Mathis. Fiberian right. Mathis, tell me why I'll just call him Judge Mathis. Tell me why he's good in the comment section. And don't tell me because you watched a highlight tape of him in college of two plays where he was getting pass rush against Germana Community College. Tell me why he's good and why he was a second round pick. Please make it make sense for us. Like, comment, subscribe. Audio listeners, shout out to you all. Subscribe, tell your friends, leave a review, leave a rating, all of that. We need it. Everybody else. If you like Fidarius Mathis in the second round, more power to you. We do not think the same, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I just want you to know that we don't think the same. We are out of here. Man, (laughs) we got a a, a Fidarius Mathis declassified episode coming. It's going to be three minutes long. It's going to be three minutes long. We are out of here.